Henry Louis Gates Jr. said, with every damn way to be Black in America, there's a different way to be Black. And that's for every complexity of Blackness, but that also translates directly to queerness. What I want people to take is that every version of being trans and Black is so valid. If I have any advice for myself and for my fellow trans Black people, tell your story and it will start to feel valid and beautiful. It's the TMI Project Podcast, a series of stories about the too much information parts of ourselves we usually leave out because we're too ashamed or embarrassed. I'm Eric Harris. And I'm Kapali Kalnick. We're your host of Season 5, Black Trans Stories Matter. Before we get started, just want to let you know that as the TMI implies, some content might be too much information for some listeners. And remember... Your support keeps our content free and accessible to everyone who wants to listen. So if you like what you hear and you're able to chip in at tmiproject.org, thank you. As you listen, please keep in mind this program was executed during the peak of the pandemic. The performances and interviews were all recorded over Zoom. While the audio quality may be a little lackluster, the content is gold and too good not to share. Let's dive in. Today, we are celebrating KT. My name is KT Kennedy, and my pronouns are they, them. I am an art educator, a digital artist. I also run art diversion programs for system-impacted youth. That's what I'm doing in Brooklyn right now. I'm a Sagittarius, also important information. I'm non-binary, and my complexities of my gender and sexuality are so beautiful, and CMI has totally helped me express it. And so I'm excited to be here and talk more about it. And yeah, that's me. Life is a journey of discovery. For many trans, non-binary and gender expansive people, part of that discovery is uncovering who we really are away from the constraints of a patriarchal, white, cis, dominant, capitalistic, heteronormative, fat phobic, ableist society. There is no one way to express our gender. We can cut or grow our hair anywhere on our bodies. Choose names that fit better than the ones that were given to us. We can get tattoos, gender-affirming surgeries, adorn ourselves in clothing, makeup, and accessory that society tries to make gender rigid, and many other glow-ups that create gender euphoria. Listen on as KT shares their journey. None of us gender expansive kids in Ann Arbor, Michigan have the words to explain ourselves. So growing up, I rely on Halloween to express myself. I am Peter Pan three years in a row. At six, seven, and eight years old, I'm a girl with skinny legs and a fake sword, unknowingly trying to slash the hook of the binary system. By 10, I begin to lose my way and start dressing up as a pretty princess or a witch or some other character with a femme identity. In these costumes, playing a girl doesn't feel like me, but I receive affirmation from the general public. People would say, you're such a pretty girl, and that's what girls do. As I get older, my dad says things like, I know my daughter, and I know she likes men. It's no wonder that year by year, I become more closeted, internalizing the world's judgment of acceptable identity, until even on Halloween, the one day a year that I can explore the different genders I feel within myself, I no longer trust myself. So I play it safe. By high school, I've lost my love of Halloween, but at least I have the women's basketball team. 
We have long shorts and baggy clothes that make us feel ourselves. And we have each other. Sports ruled my life. My teammates are my family. I ride that dikey sports wave all the way to college where I play lacrosse and find myself hooking up with my co-captain in the locker rooms. Of course, we're straight and have boyfriends, but this is what girls do, right? In moments of clarity, I cry on the phone to my best friend about being a lesbian. Freshman year of college, I revisit my love for Halloween and I dress up as a clown. I wear black overalls with a big painted on dripping black smile that covers most of my face. In all black chains on my neck, I am in my element. I return home at the end of the night, hazed and stimulated with various substances in my system. Moving through the small, dark, quiet apartment, I catch sight of myself in a mirror. And what do I see? A boy. A weird, interesting boy calling from the darkest parts of myself. I look deeper into the mirror. I know this handsome boy. I've seen him as Prince Charming in Disney movies or years ago when I dressed up as Peter Pan. Something sparks deep inside of me, something I've always known. And there's no doubt in my mind that I am trans. I sink to the floor, admiring my sharp chin and big boy pants. He's there, me. Something I've searched for with every breath right before my eyes. A new kind of cool monster smiling back at me. My monster clown lights something inside of me where my fears can be broken up into a million pieces of self-expression. My monstrous clown takes things as far as they could possibly go, loves to dress up and play with masculinity, femininity, and everything in between. My monstrous clown dances freely, climbs fences to get closer, to get the closer view, balances on the thin line between exhilaration, fear, and liberation. My monstrous clown is my demons, my addiction. It's all of me. And it's for damn sure not always pretty. But my monstrous clown, I know that you will always be with me and I love you. Stepping into my clown identity, I reclaim my inner child and open the space of costume and play beyond Halloween. I'm inspired to play with gender. Some <clears throat> I'm inspired to play with gender. Some days I'm comfortable in my non-binary identity and the creepy, beautiful things that I am. Some days I like to play with femininity. I dress up as this character, Katie Baby, wear lipstick, throw on some of my thought clothes, put on some of my many wigs, even some eyelashes, and take cute pics. When I dress in that costume, the girl costume, do I no longer fit your non-binary mold? Do others see me as I see me? And if so, why not? Ramir Nadir, a Canadian psychologist, who studies chlorophobia, the fear of clowns, believes that clown phobias are fueled by the fact that clowns wear makeup and disguises that hide their true identities and feelings. Does it disguise my true identity or force you to look at it? Does it disguise my identity or am I expressing the various identities that I hold? Can you see how expansive I am under this makeup? Do you see my different genders through my disguises? Look at me, fear me. Sometimes I find myself defensive over my non-binary transness, and I'm sick of these motherfuckers seeing me as a girl when I'm a girly boy. So here are some rules. Ground rules to me from me. First, I wear a femme clothing when I dress up creatively only. Dress up days are near and dear to my heart for me from me. I dress up for nobody but who? Me. Two. I am Twinkie, but that does not mean I'm wearing that ugly-ass dress to family dinners anymore. Suits only and chain accessories. Three, I can wear a dress and heels and even have acrylic nails sometimes, and that's okay. 
It doesn't give folks the right to comment on my titties. Four, for every non-binary person, there's a different way to be non-binary. And last, folks don't ever get to tell me I'd be better as a girl. I'm putting my foot down. This gender expansive kid from Ypsilanti, Michigan now has the words to express the full spectrum of my gender identity. This is my non-binary declaration. We caught up with KT and this is what they had to say about the experience of sharing their story. I remember being nervous all day because it was more like, it was like my declaration of independence. Like, not only is this me, but this is the special type of me. And that was something I got to do that night and I'll never forget it. TMI really helped me be just more confident in my gender. And I got to share it that night to people that never heard anything like it, both from the people in the room that might be trans and queer, but also my family. My little brother, who's cis and het, was in that room when I first shared that story. And so that performance night was really incredible. It just gave me a lot of confidence, both in my creative ability, but like, you know, I applied to more things after I got into this. I was on stage with amazing people. It really fueled me to be like, damn, I can, if I can do this, then I can do other things. You know, like my story deserves to be shared and I did a good job. <laughs> that And that right there, that has changed a lot. I work with youth that are between 18 and 26. And it's a very specific age group where people can be really curious and also knows nothing at all about being non-binary, queer, hearing any type of pronouns, understanding what pronouns are too, you know? So it's sometimes hard, my work environment, but it also is a beautiful opportunity to share my gender. I was in a room with a whole bunch of cis boys and they were like, yeah, I don't really get it. And I was like, let me tell you. And I took the time and explained it. And I told a group of a whole bunch of black cis men that I am genderqueer inspired by Peter Pan. And they listened to all of it and they were like, word, thanks so much for telling me. And they were just, they were not only willing to listen, but willing to learn. And yeah, so there's moments where it can be really powerful for me to share it. And I want to congratulate myself for explaining to people through Peter Pan how I'm, I'm not binary. So <laughs> I love TMI and it's an incredible project. Thank you, KT, for your humor, artistry, advocacy, and wisdom. Next up is Jahir, who, after coming out as trans to his father, decides to create his own definition of masculinity. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. I'm Eric. And I'm Capely. Black Trans Stories Matter was created by barroom icon, actress, and TMI Project storyteller, Ms. Cece Swazo. The program and workshops are led by me and Capely Kalnick. If you like what we're doing, Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps. TMI Project is available to offer true storytelling workshops and performances for your school or workplace. This episode of Season 5 of the TMI Project podcast, Black Trans Stories Matter, is produced in partnership with Radio Kingston. It was written and edited by me, Capely Kalnick. It was mixed and mastered by Stevie Mans. Our theme song is Secrets by Edison Woods. TMI Project's executive director is Eva Tenuto. Our operations and programs manager is Blake File. Our marketing and digital coordinator is Laura Marie Ruoco. 
Our graphic designer is Lauren Gill. In addition to me and Kate Lee Kalanick, our workshop leaders are Perla Iora, Haley Downs, Rain Grayson, Ray Lipkind, Dara Lurie, Julie Novak, Blake File, Eva Tenuto, and Micah. To learn more, support our work, and find a special writing prompt so you can start telling your story, visit tmiproject.org slash podcast. <laughs>